Hey guys, uh, I'm David. This is Daniel. Welcome to Sounds Like NYC, a podcast dedicated to spotlighting New York City talent. Our guest for episode 78 is a Brooklyn-based artist. Uh, new single, Loving Someone, is out now. You can find her on Instagram at Sam. How do you say, how do you say your last name? Adeo. Adeo. Like, yeah, you, know, you can find her on Instagram at Sam Adeo. That's A-D-D-E-O-O. Please welcome Sam. Yay. Yay. What's going on? Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Yeah, so how did this come about? Because I think you... Of course, you that, I am right? the arbiter of all things good yeah. to this podcast. No, but like, so I just saw that that uh, that uh, that uh, you were like following following us. So I was just like, okay, cool. I just like looked at your profile, saw that you're a musician, saw that you're based in Brooklyn. And like, you know, we're like always looking for, you know, more people to come on and stuff like that. So I just like messaged you and like you were like super receptive from like the offset, like almost almost like you were like waiting for us to, you know, invite you on. So like, yeah. <laughs> one could say, one could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's very much, uh, I mean, I, I'm from New York, uh, like you guys. And I mean, it was like, sounds like NYC. And I work for like a history New York City kind of uh, organization. And I, when I was telling my friends that I was like about to possibly do a podcast episode with you guys, they were like, you would be on one that's called like, sounds like NYC. It was on brand. So uh that's part part of it <laughs> yeah now we're checking that website it's kind of cool because like you can see like pictures of like old new york mm-hmm. and i was just looking around my block but obviously oh. there's not much over there yeah because it's not really like yeah yeah like i want to see kind of like kind of like old canarsie because it because because it like used to be like a primarily italian and like jewish i think i'm like now it's now it's not that but it's like like I want to see, but I feel like it like it hasn't like really changed because it's so like resi- residential. So I feel like nothing's like really changed over the past 50, 60, 70 years, you know. But yeah, we do have a BJ's. Yeah. There you go. I don't have BJ's. That's where everything changes. Yeah. <laughs> What's that first Once there's BJ's a BJ's. Comes? Yeah. It's, Home prices go up. Yep, yeah, basically. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, so like um so like tell us more more about this whole like historical society or is it just like a uh historical preservation type of like job or like what's up with that yeah uh so we're a tech nonprofit. we work with museums libraries archives across the city we also have a couple of uh cities outside of new york that outside of new york city uh that we are working with um I kind of describe it as like a Google map like app for history. Um, So in the same way that you'd be like, hey, where am I going to go grab a cup of coffee? You could open up your phone, open up the map, and you could see, you know, what your house, your office, your building, or that corner you always really wondered about what it looks like uh, uh, through, you know, the lenses of many photographers at different institutions. Um, Yeah, so it's a fun job. We've been around for about three, four years at this point, and I've been with the team pretty much since the start uh, for the most part. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, like, like, did you like kind of like study kind of like you know history back in like college or stuff like that, or was it just like randomly like you just like needed like a day job to like fund to like fund? The <laughs> I just need a job, like bro. I don't that, care. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like, how do you get? So like, yeah. So what was the process of like, be of like you know getting that job? Because that's like a very interesting sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it kind of happened, but it also was very much in line with all my interests. I 
uh, did my master's in undergrad at Queens College for urban studies. I've always had like a love for cities, uh, certainly amplified that interest and passion by studying it. Um, and uh, I really fell in love with maps as I was really taking more coursework and how maps, you know, really tell a story, connecting the dots. And uh, as I was looking for work finishing my undergrad, um, I actually started at Urban Archive, which is the organization's name. It's an intern, and then I came on the team right when I graduated um, and kind of fell into it. Like, I, I didn't really think about archives before that, but um, in terms of like the tech side and the kinds of institutions, you know, it's, it's very in line with the things I was thinking about and uh, kind of where I was hoping to go. And, and yeah, it, it's been a fun, it's a really small and a, a quirky team and you, you certainly learn like a lot of really weird history facts. Like there's this one fact that I'm known for loving and uh, there was this like, uh, it's called Snake Rock and there's this like rock all the way up in like Inwood in Manhattan and there, is like this serpentine figure basically etched into this rock um, and people thought it was like a godsend or like so, just like some kind of phenomenon uh, and people would come and, and like look at snake rock uh, at that time when they were like going through Manhattan uh, to go and travel uptown through the Bronx and, and beyond and like there's a photo of the the snake etched into the rock and I just think that like that weird fact is so cool so you kind of know a lot of weird weird shit like that naturally okay that's pretty cool like there's so many yeah i don't know because like even though i've like you know lived here all my life there's so few places that i like legitimately know about the city because you know yeah. yeah like it's bigger like you know when you see like the um like the uh mta mta subway map or like whatever like like the city seems like you know manageable but like once you like just like the actual nitty 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 gritty sure. things like it's huge isn't it and like i mean are there like are there like any places in the city that you like that you, that you like want to like explore but then you but that you but that you haven't had the opportunity yet yeah for sure i mean uh i actually explored uh staten island a lot this summer with you know COVID and quarantine just like you know, we said new york city <laughs> <laughs> Well, point made. It's like no, no one goes to Staten Island. Like yeah. you got to pay a tax or a ferry to yeah. to get there. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and like I ate like amazing exactly. pizza. And I was like, why have I like not ate on Staten Island before? So like mm -hmm. you know, parts of the Bronx as well. I got to explore this summer just with wanting to get out of my own neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't gone to school at Queens College. I feel like I know Queens very well. Like like the far out in queens to like you know the waterfront and like in Queen. in flushing yeah yeah it's in flushing uh college point forest hills area it's kind of like the hybrid of all that uh or the intersection um and i feel like i know manhattan and brooklyn for the most part so i feel like those two other boroughs i gotta spend some time uh you know getting out there yeah that's that island for you <laughs> david yeah <laughs> one day one day we'll go right i i went there it's 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 okay in there it's there was like because i was part of like this like internship where they just took us like historic i'm sorry places or whatever and there was like this one place in, in staten island where like apparently there's like a, a ghost or something there's like a some fucking ghost show did it did an episode on there i forgot what it's called mm -hmm. something governors or something i think i don't fucking know but um that's oh, the only time i went wow yeah Talk, talk, to us, talk to us about like your 
your music though yeah, like, so when did like, you get started yeah yeah because people talk about history up until this point yeah, but that's like, kinda, yeah. you know yeah but I, I don't know what you're talking about uh, <laughs> <I'm really nothing. laughs> um yeah so i mean i grew up playing guitar i am i'm 25 and then i started taking guitar lessons when i was eight so I've, at this point you know i've been writing and, and touching a lot of instruments my whole life you know, I think I bought like a, a mandolin in high school. Like I touched mm. like everything, but I really just mostly stuck to the guitar at the end of the day in terms of like something that I could say that I actually play, you know? But uh, yeah, I've been writing songs, original music. I also like grew up playing in a church band and, and had like, that had a big influence on like, you know, the kinds of stuff that I uh, gravitated towards. Um, inspiration, just like, a lot of layered and, and texture in, in songs. Yep, um, yep. And yeah, so I didn't, um, I mean, I've always fooled around with like recording things on my own, but I think what I had always really struggled with is like, I just suck at production. Um, and I've gotten better over the years, you know, uh, it kind of naturally is that, but what I, what was really hard is like writing stuff and hearing it in your head and, uh, also playing it but like not being able to feel like it was done until you heard like a produced version of it mm-hmm. um but working with a producer that not only like shares your same vision but like can unlock things that you can unlock was like really important having like you know grown up around uh, other musicians uh bings the person who you know really wrote the song composed the song all of it um you know identifying that collaborator that could like take what you're thinking to the next level and that you trust. Uh, that was a big key. Um, and it didn't really happen for me until honestly right now, which is where we're at. And um, the song that is actually about to release in a week, a uh, week and a half is- No, 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 it, it already released. Oh yeah, it already released. Uh, <laughs> that, so loving someone, um, I actually met the producer, they were friend of, the, of a friend, um, and it just like I heard his music I heard his stuff and I was like oh like I I I vibe with this and I reached out to the guy and uh totally gelled like immediately and I was like I trust your vision let's just go for it and uh here we are and we kind of cranked out the song pretty quickly and we made you know changes added new things but it was a really fun process to just like gel with someone and and take what you've been hearing in your head and bring new things into it yeah right yeah because i was because we were like listening to like some of your soundcloud stuff and it sounds great like i really like kind of the kind of like the production style that you like going for and it was uh well you don't have it pull up the pull up the bass tape. hurry up come on come on come on come on yeah there you go it was a simple no 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 a sample sample that i that i like really love it just reminds me it's almost like house music is it's like it's, it has a, like very airy spacey vibe to it and like i like really liked you know what you're doing so like um would you want to like talk about some of your like production techniques or secrets or like how you go from like initial idea to you know um finished like product yeah um so for me i always really start with my guitar i i feel like this past year like i have written at least it's like 2020 i've written at least like 12 songs this year oh nice Uh, and and the process for like writing usually is 
um, mostly with my guitar, usually I'm jamming, uh, and like, we'll, we'll kind of hear something and we'll like, I'll just like want to stay on it and I don't know why. And then eventually like after playing it, like this, like melody will come to my head and then I'll like just start like mumbling lyrics usually. Um, and a lot of times I even use like filler lyrics just because I'm like vibing, kind of like envisioning what the song will be like. So just creating that like structure. Um, so again, so it's mostly like starting with an instrument, like even last night I was fooling around and I actually put my guitar away and I took out like my keyboard and I kind of had this thing on loop and it's like this super vibey, almost like house track. Um, but it, and I like, didn't think that I was even going to like put lyrics to it. And then like after listening to it for like 40 minutes and just like fooling around, this like really fun, almost like R&B melody came. And like, I, I usually don't write R&B, but I've been listening to like a lot of Ariana Grande lately. And maybe that's her influence uh, with her new album. But um, yeah, and so it kind of just comes. And I don't usually write things in a full sitting. I normally will, you know, get the bones, get the infrastructure there. Um, and then we'll go back like in a second sitting and like crank it out. Um, and then if there's like any part that I can't finish like lyrically, I'll usually will sit on it for a while and I'll keep playing it. But then like sometimes that just like eats at you because you, you, you can't finish it. Um, and that's sometimes when I like will bring in a friend, like even the song Loving Someone That's uh, Out Now uh, is, uh, <laughs> is um, it, I was sitting on it for like two years and it's like, I normally don't try to finish a song that's been around for like two years in like a book, but I just like loved it so much. And like it met represented like a lot to me. And then I shared it with a friend and he heard it. He was like, this is great. Like, he's like, you're just missing like one sentence. And that one sentence basically like enabled me to go randomly meet this guy who produced my track and like unlocked all these other things. So, yeah. uh, it was like you know it happened from like sharing with a friend who like mm -hmm. believed it so that's like super cool you know yeah no that's like that's a that's a really cool yeah because like i'm because i'm a guitarist myself primarily and like you know i've been trying to get into you know more more you know electronic production you know ableton all that jazz stuff like that but the thing is that i don't have a midi keyboard so it's been kind of hard doing that and i christmas and i gift. took for granted huh christmas gift yeah from you to me thanks <laughs> but uh okay, yeah you have to. yeah thank you david you're so kind but like yeah so, so i definitely yeah i'll just get you the box <laughs> but uh i definitely because i'm still struggling with you know kind of like getting getting out ideas that are more electronic based you know mm -hmm. um you know from from my head to a computer to like a DAW and stuff like that because mm -hmm. i've been trying to kind of like produce things in a way where like my guitar is you know kind of like taking the lead into just like using effects and stuff like that to you know kind of like get all these sounds but like definitely just like electronic production is such like a different headspace and like yeah but like it's 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 really cool because you seem to like be able to like go go in between you know i guess like singer songwriting and then more like electronic based stuff so like do they have many guitars yet they no no yeah they do i mean they've had them since like the uh, 80s but like there's like this like one pickup thing where you, where you like put it put it like in a guitar and like basically have it make like you know midi notes so that i could get something like that but that's like kind of expensive and like 
like like I want to become like a better pianist as well. So like mm. I really do need to get like a MIDI keyboard. But mm. yeah, was there like any like struggle for you, kind of like adjusting from from you know more like singer songwriter church music? Cause it, Cause, cause like I, cause like I, I like grew up in church as well. So I, so I do know what you talk about. Kind of like you know, acoustic guitar, lots of like pads and sims and layers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Basically, basically, you know, Hillsong music more or less, right? But yeah, like, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think what's like hard when I am thinking about like putting things on the computer, like that digital version of it, is. Um, I, you lose a lot of like the emotion in what you're playing. Like, you know, when you're strumming, you could like control, like you could, you could uh, hit the strings with your, your fingers, you could uh, mute, you could like really change that. But I am like such a perfectionist that like when I then go to like keys, like I like stress out over like velocity, which is so dumb. But like, you know, if all of the velocity of like the notes when you're just plugging it in are the same. It doesn't sound like someone's actually playing it. It's too perfect. Um, and so I had done that for a while and then my friend, I watched one of my friends like record, um, himself playing keys, he's an actual pianist. And, um, he was like, no, you actually want like, like to hit the notes at a little bit of a different time. But I'm thinking in my like perfectionist brain and like, and, uh, thinking, oh, like, you know, the notes of a C chord or this, like get that in. And they all start at the same time and they pause, but but like the roll into all of the notes into the, into it like changed everything and yeah, like yeah. humanized it. And I was like, oh, like I've been sleeping on this, but like I, then my profession itself then wants to like perfect all that, but and everything. You know, what, <laughs> also interesting in that too, is that, um, and I learned this from a friend when I like finally bought an audio interface cause I had been playing off this like recording off of it, like an old, snowball microphone which was fine for a number of years but I finally bought like an audio interface and he was like when I'm creating like I don't actually try to perfect things like he's like the sounds might not be there but like I'm just creating in that mode and I think what like stunts me in that like creative process or the production process is is confusing like the mix and like all of the different sounds and elements that you want to bring in um, when you're just like actually creating the feel of just like maybe the format and where it will go and like liking um you know bringing in like drums here you're bringing in like this like background synth or this pulsating kind of like rhythm and by like getting too lost and just like finding the right sound and creating that yeah you it then like stuns your creativity at least for me yeah so it's like they're kind of like two different processes i mean i think right now might be a good time just to plug in the song yeah sure yeah let's do it let's do it even though I wish you were mine, not change our time. We can make things right. So hey guys, welcome back to this episode of Sounds Like NYC, and uh, you have just finished listening to "Loving Someone" by Sam Ad- Adeo. 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 Got it right the first time, bro. Adeo. Okay, by Sam Adeo, and um, yeah. So like, do you want to tell us about the lyrical context, like where, like, like where your headspace was, or like, you know? Because I saw a tweet of yours saying like you were writing the the lyrics in, like a notes app, like 
two years ago or something, right? Yeah. So this guy was like, it's crazy. This is like, I've never spent so much time on a song. Um, and also, I feel like this song sounds a lot different than my other songs, maybe because it has been just like in the works for so long. There's actually like 20 different versions of this song. Like, I, I've like made this song so many times, like just trying to finish it. And I've written so many songs out of it. And I really just like loved the intro verse and the chorus when I started writing it like two years ago. I was just using a lot of jazz chords. Um, it has like a, a lot of just like really, um, really, there's a lot of walk-ups in the guitar lines that sound really nice, but just like fill the song. Um, but I, I actually shared with some friends somewhat recently, like this terrible version of the song that was like, went like rap I was like what was I thinking <laughs> and then there's this like totally ambient version a poppy version and uh it was just like get having this song like be stuck in my head for so long and being like you're basically like, making like cover versions of like your own song at that point or, or I guess like this produced version is like technically like a cover version of like the of like the uh, versions before it yeah, yeah. you should put those out <laughs> yeah yeah you should put those I out know, I know. i'm thinking of like releasing like the maybe uh, like that'll just make, you know the story of like loving someone that's like yeah it's crazy uh but yeah i so i guess two years ago i wrote the chorus and then i I think about a year ago, I wrote like the first verse, and I think that they were separate songs, but they were in the same key and used similar chords. So I was like, let me see if I can merge them. And I think that that's why I like got so stuck for a minute, um, where I was like, how the heck do I like really like bring these together? And what's like interesting about the song is like it's like first verse, chorus, and like the second verse sounds like literally nothing like the first verse. Like in any way, it, the song just changes. So it's like every single element, every single uh, piece of the song just changes. Uh, has a different element and it's not just like verse one chorus one verse two chorus two in that kind of repetitive way that you're, you might be used to um and i also like cut out a bridge because i was like the song's just done yeah so I, I i was like here here we go this is done um but it was like really fun to think about uh you know it starts like uh very open and there's like a uh, guitar line um, and then like a bass kind of comes in um, but then it, it kind of goes into more of like a poppy open mm -hmm. feel uh, there's some like really cool vocal harmonies happening in like the choruses um, and yeah um, so that that's kind of like how the song came to be it's like maybe why it sounds so different in each piece is because I like reconstructed this song so many times and like wrote two different songs and then brought it together um, yeah, so that's that's what you guys are hearing. <laughs> I can't I can't wait to uh, to you know listen to it. You already listened to it. I, I yes I did, but I can't wait to listen to it again. There you go. Duh. But <laughs> all the other versions too. Yeah, all all the uh, all the uh, other other versions too. But like yeah, so like speaking of this, because we've been talking about you creating music, you know, um, in like a studio or just like by yourself and things like that but like have you have you like ever performed live and like um if you like haven't yet but like what would what would your like live show setup be in terms of like instrumentation band you know all of that like if you like have performed like like yeah. like how has your live show looked like in the past so i've not 
Um, I mean, I've, I've played for other people as a guitarist, but uh, I've never, I've never had my own thing. Like, this is completely, like, new territory. Um, I would say I'm open to it. Like, I, I, you know, I don't know if you feel this way, but, like, when you're a guitar, I viewed myself just as a guitarist for so long, even though it's, like, written and, like, uh, for me, like, vocals are, like, so secondary. Like, I, I find, like, I have my own voice. I can't just, like, maybe sing, like, every song. Um, you know, I've, like, grown into my own voice and, I kind of recognized that I had a voice like growing up in high school and but I was never like the singer in all the you know the musical groups I was part of and then so much of like college and the years after college were like discovering my own voice and I would say like the idea of like me like you know aside from creating my own song but like uh you know playing live like that that's kind of different in that uh you know you're, I think you have to be on autopilot. Like my guitar could be on autopilot, but because I have to like, I feel like I have to be thinking about my like whereabouts vocally and just like controlling, uh, you know, notes where to land is like, for me, like what you hear like singing is like me practicing it over and over and over again, just because I've grown into my own voice. And like, again, like haven't, I'm not just someone who could like maybe sing any song. So in terms of like playing live, uh, I definitely don't think I'd go in alone. Like mm-hmm. I, I've always been like a band oriented like person. So for me, uh, I definitely want to play with people. Cause like that, that would just be like fun. Um, bring in some friends who like play different instruments. Um, I kind of have a, a, a group of friends that would be down at this point. So I have like a couple other songs that will be released over the next year. Um, uh, probably as, as singles. Uh, and maybe once I have enough of them, it could be fun to like do it live with some friends, but again, it would be, uh, so in terms of like instrumentation, uh, I would play guitar, but I would probably take more of like the backseat version of it. Um, and then definitely like a keys person, some drums, definitely a bass, but probably two guitars, bass, keys, uh, you know, keep it kind of simple. Uh, and then I think that like, you know, the from the guitar side, uh, I have a pedal board and stuff, so it would be kind of verb, uh, you know, some modulation, chorus, nice. and like in overdrive, yeah. nothing, nothing too crazy, but yeah. just I, I definitely have always gravitated towards those kinds of um, like the 80s and then the ambient kind of texture stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah getting getting the uh Strymon, like you know trifecta and like all that jazz yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. nice 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 do you do you have any questions you want to ask well, i mean the, the the question i always ask artists uh sort of like the flagship question is like how do you think new york city has changed you as a person but also like as an artist yeah i mean i think i've always gravitated towards like texture in like music and I just think that New York City provides so much like color and texture like sonically and I you know some of my most favorite uh, songs that I listen to have like random recordings and like a lot of what's on my phone is just like recordings of uh, places in the city that like maybe evoke a certain kind of emotion Um, you know I think that like place uh, and sound they're all connected and um, it would be cool, I think, to, like, bring some of those, like, recordings of just, like, conversations overheard um, that, like, kind of 
strike a chord with you. Like, you know, you know, this is like a stereotypical example, but I have some like old recordings of like Washington Square Park and like Ooh. there is like a certain like 10 p.m. like sound to the park where there's the waterfall. <laughs> 10 p.m. sound, interesting. Not the <laughs> but like it's like nighttime and like the city's setting and like there's a bunch of musicians just like you know playing at the park and like you could hear like the, the guy with the piano who like brings it underneath the arch like there you could hear some jazz musicians on the other side and like that's an obvious one but like I just think it's really cool and like and I can pinpoint that being that sound same with like I'm a g-train you know person uh, have, like, a no, no, nothing, like, nothing, but g-train has got to be the worst train in new york city i hey, pick hey, no that, oh, no are you no all the times i've taken a g it's been fine it sucks they make the station too big what do you mean the g-train oh, is tiny no because that's that's because they make the train too tiny no they can make the train bigger no 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 that's what i meant well, regardless, yeah, could, every yeah. time i've ever gone on the g it's always fucking late nah. Nah, the L is the yeah, worst because it's like my it's it's like my only option. And if I can't take the L, then I'm like, or or if the L decides not to do do its thing, like I'm like out of like, I'm like I'm like out of luck. Okay, so the G and the L are the worst, basically. Or oh, would you agree? <laughs> no, I would not. <laughs> I haven't ridden, ridden. I haven't taken the train in like months now with COVID. Yeah. Um, but the what's it the in Manhattan when you're at like Chelsea and you're trying to transfer uptown the C and the E they never come they will never come I swear by that you you will be there one day and you'll be waiting forty minutes and you're gonna be like Sam said this I should have taken a different route and you'll well, <laughs> yeah that's that's insane at that point I just rather just walk, walk to it. yeah no just like just like just like walk to like eight to like eight half and just take like the A. At that point, I feel like would yeah. be like a better option. Take the one. I don't really take the one. Like I'm just like L, and like A, L, A, and J. So I love the J train. Yeah, I love the J train. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just like it. it's because it's like all above ground until like Jamaica or or I guess like most of like no, Queens it's, and it's Manhattan, our, right? No, Queens and Brooklyn. It goes underground on Suffin, and then it goes underground again at uh, Essex. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good train. I like it. Yeah, top we ten trains in New York City. Yeah. Sandy didn't affect us, bro. Mm. Above train gang. Yeah, above train gang. <laughs> above train gang. Yeah, but um, yeah. Is there like anything that you want to like um end with, or like any like lasting words? Sorry that we just we were just like joking around. We we do this thing sometimes, but uh, I'm very passionate about my trains. Yeah. I hear you. I support. <laughs> yeah but um yeah are are there any things that you want to like end off with like any like last words of advice or like or <laughs> any like plugs um, that you want to make because okay. it's like your friends like i'm definitely interested in you know having your friends come on as well because it seems like you have like you like you like you like you like have like your like really core set of like musicians that you like work with so it'd be cool having them on so if you want to plug them that would be yeah you, you could do that too but like yeah go ahead don't influence yeah. <laughs> um for sure yeah i mean so you could find me on spotify samadeo uh and uh or anywhere um but um yeah check out the song and if you like it like i think what would be most exciting is just like um hearing your thoughts like i think it being my first you know attempt at like releasing music it's like for people to actually listen to it hopefully if it like strikes a chord with them and it's something that 
the the fact that someone might like listen to it without me telling them to listen to it is still like a weird concept mm-hmm. um, so that that's like just exciting and if you're a part of that like thanks uh, and then yeah to all my friends who've like helped support like I'm working with bio on this track um, and he's been great how do you spell uh, that b-i-y-o b b what b oh oh okay b-y b-y-i-o b-i-y-o oh b-i-y-o okay cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so yeah go check out their music they have an amazing sound uh seriously like so many great vibes vocals the 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 chords that they're like using in their song are like so different and so themselves so yeah check them out awesome awesome Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, guys, thank, for having me. Yeah, thank you for being such an avid fan of the podcast in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Keep doing it. Keep sending me stuff. Definitely. definitely. Keep creating. Keep riding the G. Keep riding the L train. Oh, God. If I, I, don't if think I, I couldn't, I, I'd rather I take the bus than take the G. <laughs> <laughs>